Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title. This is Battlefieldology 101, and this is Part C, Segment C of this. And see, what we need to do is see who we are, know who we are, so that we know who we are not, and clearly we need to know the enemy. And, and sometimes if you know the enemy, you'll know thyself, because it's often, it's not the enemy, but it's the inner me. So we truly need to stare ourselves in the face and truly look upon the the goal of tearing down giants and saying, Lord, I need your help. This giant before me has my life in shambles sometimes, puts me at high risk things that that I need help and direction with. I need you, Lord. So not only do we have the devil who is uh, out there to devour, to kill, steal, and destroy that we need to know about, we need to know that he's crafty and he will come in, in, in ways that, that we wouldn't begin to, to fathom, it seems. But yet it's fathomable because we can get the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in our lives to give us the discernment to see, segment C, to see where we are at and to see the enemy. Father God, give us sight to see the enemy and the enemy's plans as it tries to devour our very faith the stronghold of our humanity. Faith in you, God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, the maker of the entire universe. You are completely holy. There is none other beside you. Help us to know the enemy, Father God. Give us true discernment. Give us the gift of seeing, Father God. Give us the gift of prophecy. Give us the gifts that you've already given us, but unlock those gifts. Give them to us that is inside us. Help us to see what you put inside us, that greatness that you put inside us. Help, to, help, us to, help us to unveil that. Help us to unwrap it, unpack it. Help us to see clear, Lord, that everything we've been looking for is right in front of us all along. Because you're the God that, open, that opens doors before we even speak the words before the words even leave our mouth the door is already open give us the strength to step through those thresholds to to walk and and make those loud steps those soft steps those sliding footsteps whatever it may be into our destiny and into a a life fully fulfilled by being true followers of Christ help us to know the enemy We pray for our enemies and those who oppose us. That you will bring salvation to them. Bring love to them. Bring God to them. Bring you to them, Lord. Father God, we have lived in clouds of rebellion that are now being blown away by the winds of consequence. Convict our hearts, Father God. To wipe the tears from our eyes, put our knees in the dirt, and bow down to you, God, that holds our blood red destiny in the palm of your awesome hands. Help us with that choice to choose you instead of the propensity to go back to our same sinful nature things. Scrolling where we don't need to be, trolling where we don't need to be, and doing things we don't need to be doing, drinking things, taking things, eating things that we don't need to eat. Help us to treat our bodies like the holy vessel that it is and not a theme park. I want to praise you and thank you for your grace and your mercy. 
In nomine Padre, et Filii, et Spiritus Santos. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, to ages of ages. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. So we need to know the enemy. We need to know clearly that the enemy is there. And, and it's, it's not, a, it's not a, a, a red man with pointy horns and, a, and an all red face with a, with a tail, a forked tail and a forked little uh, prawn and, and walking around poking us saying, ha ha, gotcha, now you can look on that website again. Or ha ha, now you can get mad at something. Or the little tiny red guy in one ear and then an angel in the other. No, that's not it. The enemy will come and very... A pleasant decked out Gucci looking things right in front of us looking cleaner than the whistle but however the circumstance will be like two two drunk bed bugs fighting over a karaoke song we don't need to follow the enemy when, when, when we have our own uh, problems at hand and we don't need to fall at the trap or the prey of an enemy when we have things to, to take over to giants that need to fall the one that we stare at in the mirror, we need to pull that giant down and look at ourselves and believe. We need to believe. We need to believe that we are a warrior for Christ, that we are just like the 40 brave soldiers for Christ on that lake of ice. And shall we perish on this lake of ice? No, I'd rather, you know, perish on this lake of ice than go into that heated bathhouse and, you know, deny God. I don't want to deny God. And sometimes if we look at our life, we forget who we are. We're children of God. When we look at ourselves in the mirror, it's like we're looking at, at our attire, our face. Maybe we have pimples or, or we need to shave or not shave. You know, or, or, or maybe our face it looks disfigured to us when we are beautifully, when we are wonderfully and fearfully made. God has a purpose and a plan for our life. And we're not, we're not meant to just, you know, take that. That shouldn't be taken lightly. If we don't know who we are, then we won't know who we are not. And then we may end up playing dress up and it may be Halloween or, or dress up party all of our life. And then we'll be disappointed. And the whole time, you had a kingdom right at your hand. You had a throne, a business owner, a leader, a, ch a, ch a church leader, a, a, you know, whatever it may be. Sometimes we look at things too small. I believe some of us are already at the top and we're like, ha ha, you guys are down there. What, you didn't get the education? I believe that you're probably going to be stepping down a few steps on that ladder there. Maybe it's time to step down. We have some people that are preaching the gospel in the, in the entirety of what it is. But there's some error. Chelsea boots, laser lights, fog show, music. Maybe a half full church now with masks on and stuff. Laser lights, all the stuff looks great. Big screen TVs. Wonderful videography and, and, and things and, and beautifully written and beautifully corrugated and, and, and orchestrated events and, and messages just, 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 just so perfectly written and, and laid out. Timed, timed just so perfect. Spirited worship, but no spirit. We have so many people that have you ever noticed when you look into church as people looking to the left and the right I remember the story of a woman who was told to 
that she was leaving the church. She told the pastor she's leaving the church. And she said, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired of people on their cell phones and, and coming in with the short skirts and smelling like cigarettes and booze. And half of them look, you know, drunker than a rat snake. I mean, these people look pretty rough. We got some rough people in here. The women are showing the cleavage too much. It, it looks like a fashion show here. We even got people wearing shorts and slippers. Oh, there's people wearing hats in church. You have jujitsu over there in the corner. There's a yoga class on Saturday. I'm leaving the church. The pastor comes to her and gives her a, a glass of water. He, t- he fills it up to the top and he says, uh, well, just do something before, for me, you know, would you do that? She goes, oh, sure, Pastor, sure. You know, I respect you. It's just the church just ain't right. I'm tired of what I'm seeing. He said, I know, I know. Just do this for me. Just take this. I'm going to I'm gonna do a little, we're going to work on the message. We're going to say a few things. And as I'm doing that, just can you walk around the church, uh, you know, uh, two or three times with, without spilling this glass of water? She says, well, of course I could do that. You know, all proper and, and with with pristine perfection. You know, she goes around, starts, starts, you know, stumbling a little bit, a little, uh, you know, being super careful. And she's walking around. She walks around the whole church. She does it again. And she even does it the three times. I mean, she didn't necessarily have to, but she did. She comes back to the pastor and he says, oh, great. You know, you know, she waits patiently until he's finished, though, and comes up and tugs on him and says, okay, look, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finished, you know. He says, oh, so what did you, what did you do? Did, did you spill any water? And she says, well, no, no, pastor, I did. He says, well, see, that's what's wrong with church today. He said, like church, we should be focusing on, on God. And, and like that water, that, that should be your focus is the message and focusing on God and being here for God. Not, not being and worrying around about what's going on. You walked around this whole church, uh, pews and, and wiring and stuff, yet you didn't spill one drop? No, Pastor, I didn't. That's, your, that's what your focus needs to be when you come to church. If you were focused on what was going around, wasn't focused on spilling that glass, you would have spilled that water. And we're spilling the water every time we're looking to the left and right and worrying about what's around us and what they're wearing. Focus on the message. Focus on coming into the presence of God. We're not here to look at each other and and be in a fashion show or worry about it. Those are the people. These are God's people. God chooses the misfits. You think it's chaos? God works beautiful in chaos. Such a wonderful story. Another wonderful story that we can that we can look back so that we know who we are and know who we are not. A, a, a foreigner man was coming to the U.S. and he he was going to bring his whole family over and he shipped them over prior and then he got the late ticket so that he can you know make a little bit more money. And as he did, you know, he'd spent all of his money and he bought a big bag of cheese and crackers. You know, he brought them on the on the on the boat with him on the ship to, to sail to the U.S. And he brought that. And, and uh, every day they were having these banquet meals, and everyone was with their pristine, fine dining. Uh, you know, all the cocktails and things and all this stuff, and and enjoying just uh, uh, you know desserts and and soups and salads and big entrees and things. Wonderful meals. And he sat out there day by day on the whole trip his little crackers and cheese 
last day of the of them before they approached shore, uh, one of the conductors came over and, and one of the waiters uh, con- slash conductor came over and asked him. He said, "Sir, I've seen you. Can I just ask you a question?" He says, "Well, sure." He says, uh, "I've seen you out here, you know, every every at every meal." And, and you're digging your head into this bag and eating this and eating something it looks like I was just wondering how come you didn't come inside and join us for the banquet meals you haven't come to any of them as I can see and he's like oh I can't afford all that fancy fancy stuff I'm I'm just I've already all I can afford was my ticket I'd already sent my family ahead of me he said sir the meals were included with the with your ticket You know, and that's that's how we are. We've heard that be said before, maybe, and it's the same punchline: is that us as Christians, we we've got this full ticket, this full meal. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the full Father, Son, and Holy Holy Spirit at not not our disposal, but working on our behalf, working in us and through us, and abiding in us. And and here we go, just flipping through through life like some kind of a yearbook, and we're like, my picture's not in it. Yeah, because you didn't show up for the photo shoot. I don't want to be absent this day. I don't want you to be absent in the photo shoot of your destiny. Will you show up today? Will you, will you commit commit your life to following Jesus? Yeah, I believe there's a difference, you know, of being, you know, a fan, yeah, and, and a follower. I believe that you can accept Jesus Christ, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But to submit to Him is a whole different thing. Accepting Him, I believe, needs to be explained a little bit. You know, accepting Him, I accept Jesus Christ. Meaning, I submit to you, Lord. I'm making a mess of my life. You drive. And instead of getting a DUI, uh, you know, DUI by driving, driving under the influence of despair and desperation and, and, you know, ignorance and, and, you know, intolerance and intolerance and, and whatever it may be and just bad decision making, wrong choices. Instead of getting a DUI, driving under the influence of, of depression and letting the enemy destroy us. The enemy is out there to kill, steal, and destroy. We need God more now than we ever have been and ever have needed Him in our lives. We need God. We need Jesus. We need to be followers of Jesus. And I believe we need to truly submit to Him and say, Lord, yeah, I need you. I'm making bad choices. I need you. I need to submit to you. I can't handle it. I need to truly understand what that means, rolling all of my cares to you means I'm not going to hang on to them, worry about the bills or worry about my health or worry about this or worry about that. I'm to roll. I'm to roll. <laughs> roll all of my cares to you. <laughs> not to sit around worrying about it. What am I going to eat next? What am I going to do next? <clears throat> and so to be true followers of Jesus, we need to follow Jesus. So know who you are. That's very important. We must know the enemy and know who we are. We are God's chosen people. We are one body, one mind, one church. No matter who we are, no matter what race we are, every nation upon nation, one people serving a holy 
and an awesome God. Submitting to His will, not ours, but His will. Living in His Word. Not just reading a verse every once in a while, but living in His Word. Moving beyond the truth you once knew. The book of Acts is is quite complicated. It is an expression of man's first attempt to carry out the mandate of God without the physical presence of God. Without Without the physical presence of God there to steer him. It is, it is the, the trial flight of the new apostles as they step into leadership. Leadership. You know, I was saying earlier in, in the Battlefieldology 101B, I believe, is that we should be, we as followers should understand that we need to, we are, need to be more leaders than the leader. We need to be more leaders than than being a follower, but we need to understand that following, we need to respect the leadership. I'm just saying, we need to fall into suit. If we're following, we also need to be a higher state of, of leadership because we need to fill in the gaps where they need to be. We don't need to question authority. That's not what I meant. We need to play our part. And if we're gonna truly follow, it's gonna take some leading. Because there's other people behind us. And if we move slow, we slow them down. And if we're all in this thing together, moving forward like a laser beam, right to our target destiny, bringing salvation to the world, being followers of Jesus, spreading God's love, being doers of the word, doers of the word, living in the word of God, there's nothing we will lack. So that that is that that is that that that's super important. The leadership. That's the trial flight. That that, that acts and, and then bring in, uh, you know, being you know having God's presence, uh, you know, you know, uh, without the physical presence of God to steer us. That is a trial flight. Of not just the new of the 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 new apostle, the old apostles, you know, as to step into leadership. More importantly, it is it is in a position to bring the the fruitation, the fruitation what their leadership has spoken. It brings fruitation to what the leadership has spoken. There is a great gulf between what what a leader speaks and what a student understands. There is a there is a great gulf between that. Just because something is taught does not mean the lesson is learned. There, there, there are, there are, there are a lot. There are a lot of people who do not hear. You know, there's a lot of people who don't hear what's said. Then there are, are people who hear what they what they wanted to hear, and and hear what they wanted to what they wanted the teacher to say. People don't really get the message. They don't really get get the message all at once. The apostles are are grappling to see how they have successfully attained an adequate understanding of the word of God. You know, a, an adequate understanding of the word of God that they received. You cannot teach what you do not understand. The apostles are now under the direction of the Holy Spirit. 
The Christ that was, was with them is now in them. The voice surrounding them now speaks from the inside. And the problem with the voice of the inside is that it not only, uh, it's the, not the only voice that speaks. Ironically enough, it's not the only voice that speaks. When God speaks from within you, you have to filter, uh, you have to filter because there are, there are other voices speaking also. The voices of your past, of your history, of your religious tradition, of your own opinion and your ideology. It is easy to confuse the voice of God with all those other voices. So easy. The apostles are learning to, to differentiate the, you know, what is, what is God and, and what is them? What is God and what is their teaching? What is God and what is their personal uh, proclivities? What is God and what is, what is religion? Understanding God and the difference in those voices is a, is a process that they, uh, that they consi- you know, consistently contend with. Consistently contend with as we. They, they find themselves disagreeing amongst themselves with what they heard. Sound familiar? And the, the disagreements become intense and, and, and exciting. You know, preachers today are still be debating texts. Biblical texts are still being debated. It is good to know that even though, uh, even those who heard Jesus directly heard different ideas and grappled, and, and grappled to understand. You know, think about that. This is great news because if God were easily understood and easily diagnosed, he, he, he would not be God. God cannot be explained through intelligent and intellectualism. God cannot be explained through intellectualism. If if he he could be explained, he would not he would not be God. Anything that can be explained can be can be managed. Anything that can be explained can be managed. God cannot. God cannot. He must be experienced. He must be experienced. I say he must be experienced. He must be revealed walked out in our lives in our in our circumstances little by little god god weans us from the elementary fundamental ideologies that that started us on our way and we graduate from from faith to faith and from glory to glory in our understanding of him and if we are not afraid to let go of what we once held as truth you know you have to be willing to move and to move and to move beyond the truth that you were taught before. But moving beyond can be so difficult. It can be so difficult. It can be so difficult. Do you hear God speaking to you? Do you hear his voice in the message today? Do you hear a rumbling saying, get ready? There are times when a person's gift or talent or anointing will, will take them places they are not ready for. And maybe that's sometimes we're like at that still moment. We're like, okay, what else is next? And it's like, get ready. Because truly, there are times when a person's gift, when your gift or your talent 
or your anointed will take you to places that you may not be ready for. Ministry can take you to places you're not prepared for. Battlefieldology is, is a preparation for going out there and preaching God's word, teaching, if be, if teaching. A workman needeth not be ashamed, correctly dividing the word of truth, correctly handling the word of truth. Study to show yourself approved. You know? Because ministry will take you places you are not going to be prepared for. Under the stress of having opportunities, you're, 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 you may not be ready to handle. And, and you may give, you know, you will give what you can. You, you may only give what you can. But you may not be able to give what you should. The 10th chapter of Acts is a, unequivocally demonstrating how God is weaving the lives of two men together, Peter and Cornelius. He is simultaneously preparing two different men from two different worlds and two different cultures, one without knowledge of the other. God weaves their experiences together that by the, the time they collide, something happens. It is in this moment that we see God's, that we see the providence of God. God is not just getting you ready for, for from something. God is getting that something ready for you. Amen. And may you receive that. Maybe God is getting you ready for you. And you need other things. God is, you know, nothing just happens. And I believe that something that, that, that like two worlds are about to collide. I believe that, that the world of poverty is going to collide with the world of riches. And bam, there's going to be something called prosperity in the middle. And I'm not talking prosperity preaching. I'm saying this ministry will prosper. God's word will prosper in your life. And I'm not meaning in a demeaning way whether you're at a poverty level or not, whether you're somewhere in the middle. These worlds are going to collide. Spiritual poverty, spiritual riches, bam. Maybe it is actually money. Maybe it is riches. Maybe it is gold bullion. I don't know. God knows. It's not about the money. God knows you need money. God knows you need provision and you need things provided for you. That's why we must seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And all of these things will be added unto you. Take up the shield of faith. Remember, it's heavy. It might not be heavy now, but when all those fiery darts start hitting it, it's going to be tough. It may not be easy. Because God is not just getting you ready from something. God is getting that something ready for you. And I believe you're about to get dressed into the clothes of your destiny. Because you're going to find out who you really are. Who God says you are. Now go look yourself in the mirror. In Jesus' name. May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore.
in Jesus' name. So praise God. What we want to do at the end of these and closing at each one of these segments and this see is to see who you are and see the enemy and to know a little bit more about them. Why we could get completely graphic with this, we will save that for the end of these uh, segments to get more in-depth of an advanced uh, battlefieldology. But what we want to look at here is to, is to really see what does the Bible say about the enemy and to, to understand that. But what I want to do is pray with you. And then I'll give you a short... Uh, closing uh, some words of encouragement to give you some kind of clarity to kind of close it all in to you know to, to make it stand out more to uh, it kind of hit the spot yeah and so um, please uh, join me in prayer Heavenly Father we come into your presence Father God wounded by life and circumstances scarred by bad decisions and uh, Lord, uh, some of us are in just a joyous season that we just praise you and thank you for. Some of us that are wounded, Lord, though, or see people that are wounded, Lord, we pray for them. We ask that you, the Holy Spirit come, Father God, and minister to us, Father God. We ask that you heal us, touch us, remove any sickness, disease, or death. Father God, deliver us from our sinful nature, the propensity to go back to those same, same things all the time. Lord, forgive us for that sinful nature. Deliver us from it. Deliver us from the evil one and the enemies prowling around like a lion. Help us to see clear in Jesus' mighty name. Father God, we ask that you anoint us, that a fresh anointing fall on us, that you could work through us, that your kingdom come. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In this very moment, bring life, love, happiness. Father God, help us to create happiness. Be creators of happiness. Bring smiles on people's faces. Bring joy to the world. Speak through us to bring salvation to the world. Provide for us. Open doors that need to be open and shut doors that need to be shut. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In nomine Padre e Filii Spiritus Sanctus. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. We must know that God is greater. We fight all. We fight all battles. We all fight battles. We fight all battles. We, we all fight battles in life. But, but, but do we really know who we are fighting? The truth is, is there are two forces at work in the world, good and evil. A lot of us already know most of this, but let's bring some clarity to the closing of this wonderful message here. God is good and Satan is evil. Since Satan cannot hurt God, he fights against his children. See who you are. Those who have believed in Jesus Christ as their savior he, he hopes to hurt God through hurting us, hurting you. 
You see, your fight is not against people or even in or even with circumstances, but against the devil. And First Peter 5.8 says that the enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hunger, seeking someone to devour. But there's a good news. But there is a good news. And here is the good news. That someone, that someone, doesn't have to be you. Through studying God's word, you can get to know the enemy and get to know the enemy's tactics and avoid being deceived and trapped by him. I'm not applying that Satan doesn't have power. He does. And we, we, we should take that, that fact very seriously. But let's remember that he is not actually a roaring lion. He comes like a roaring lion. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And Satan can only portray an imitation because he's an imitator. Just playing dress up. That's why it's dangerous. A lot of people do that, smiling faces. But yet, there's a hidden agenda. So to know the enemy is to know that he's playing dress up, he's an imitator. The imitation of what is real and true. The devil is a liar. And he can only harm people who, who believe him. He can only harm people who believe him and are deceived by him. The scripture helps us realize that uh, you know, we are fighting from, uh, from, from a vantage point of, of already having victory. Because victory is mine, saith the Lord. Rather than trying to win, win a victory, the Apostle Paul writes, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through Him who loved us, who loved us so much that He died for us in Romans 8.37. Believing what God says about us in His Word and seeing ourselves as He sees us is the one way to let Him, to let Him, to let Him fight our battles. To let him fight our battles for us. We know before the battles even begin that we have the victory. That we have the victory in Jesus. We may have to walk through some difficult and, and you know some difficult times and some dif difficulties and stand stand strong in faith, but we know how the story ends. Praise God. Father God, you have already won every battle we will ever face. You are the lion of the tribe of Judah and nothing is too hard for you. Through every trial, help us to focus on you and always believe what your word says more than what we believe. More than the, what we believe about our doubts and our fears, help us to see ourselves the way that you see us and to see each other as you see them. As a strong, victorious child of God, in nomine Padre, and Filii Spiritus Santos, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages, may you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore. The light of the gospel May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore.